and thank you for tuning into the Business and Wealth Show with your host, Matt Catram. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm in conversation with none other than Mr. Jazz Rose. If you don't know who he is, go and check him out on Instagram right now and watch him blowing up the place, helping people to really open up their mind around money, finance, business, and having a great lifestyle. Jazz, welcome to the Business and Wealth Show. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you, brother. You are most welcome. You are most welcome. Now, for those who don't know Jazz, Jazz turned his first education business, utilizing only 30 pounds, turned it into 3 million pounds. We're going to learn about him, his background, what stories, what were some of the headaches, some hurdles, and what he's doing now. So for the sake of starting this particular show, Jazz, tell, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. When did you start? How did you start? Did you spend any time working for anybody else before you got started? Tell us. Yeah, good question, Mac. So I started out age 17, like many other young boys, and I wanted to be a professional footballer because it was the only way that I knew that I can, that I thought I knew that I could make some money and, you know, help my family to be financially okay. That didn't quite work out in the way that I wanted it to work out. So then I started to think about and create how can I use the skills that I've learned from football in order to create income in a different way. So I'm in the park and I'm like 17 years old. I'm in the park and I see some kids playing football and I'm like, hey, don't kick it that way. Do it that way. And I'm sort of um, giving them some advice. And a lady comes over to me and she says, well, listen, you're a great coach. You seem like a great coach. And I'm like, I've never coached before. But she's like, look, come down to the school with me next week and I'd love for you to um, coach some children. So I started doing that. And what I realized over time was that a lot of people my age and uh, that I that I grew up playing football with were also coaching football. So I wanted to expand, Mac, and I wanted to get girls into sports as well. So because I knew that football wasn't just about playing football, right? It's about building confidence, about building creativity, about building key, uh, communication skills and so much more. So then I started doing that. And the lady that I was working for at the time, that lasted about three months before she said, I've had enough of this. Jazz, you're doing an amazing job. Just take over the school for me. And um, and that's where we started doing sort of sessions where I was making like £30 a week. And then over time, I started to scale that business up. I got booked and busy and I didn't do what most business owners do, which is say I'm busy. I can't do it. I started training other people to deliver it in the same or similar way that I did it and created a magical blueprint on that and scaled that business from 30 pounds to 3 million pounds over a nine, 10 year period. Awesome. Right. So let me take, let me, let's listen to this. At the age of 17, you were destined to be a professional footballer. That didn't happen the way you'd probably dreamt of. You didn't stop there. You endeavored, you found a way of coaching other people. Then then taking that blueprint, teaching other people and also making money as they made their money as well. In other words, I presume you were training other people to follow your blueprint, how you started making money and then built your empire. Yeah. Awesome. Let me ask you this. So what were some of the challenges in the early days for you as a new entrepreneur doing something that maybe it's going to be trial and error as the team grows, it has different um, chaos, uh, confusion. There's all these different elements that come in, these dynamics as you grow and scale. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so many different challenges. I went through every single challenge that a business owner can, can can potentially go through. And the thing about my journey was that I had to learn everything myself. I had to learn. I had to go out and learn about sales. I had to go out and learn about marketing. I had to go and learn out initially how to uh, teach basketball, how to teach gymnastics, how to teach hockey, how to teach all of these different sports. Because one of the things that one of the reasons that I mentioned that is because so many people, they stay stuck in a single lane and they get and they get into what we call a commodity market, which is mm-hmm. where everybody is doing the same thing. Whereas when I started doing all of these different sports, there was almost nobody, at least in my in my vision, that can do all of the different things that I was doing. Right. So having developed that skill set, it positioned me to be in what we call a category of one. In other words, this is a specialist that can do it all and come into our school and do amazing things and develop an amazing curriculum for our children. I wrote a book on it started out as little notes on a piece of paper then it turned into a more formalized looking kind of part kind part kind of book and then actually it got published by Bloomsbury a few years later and mm. that book is still selling to many primary school teachers and school leaders today but I, I I've gone through every single challenge that you can possibly face from people stealing contracts to contracts not getting fulfilled to and staffing was always a big challenge right because we grew to a team of 150 people and um you know there's always 10 people sick every single day when you've got that number of people so it's it, it, it was all of that but um but we we got through it and we built the systems to be able to scale it to a significant level and that's really what it's about it's about building those systems and not letting your setbacks determine where you go next but it's also about finding your setbacks and going okay well how can i implement a system so that this setback doesn't hold us back but it allows us to actually scale awesome 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 so as a young person you went through all that trial and error started fixing these realizing you needed a system in order to con- to, um, to scale and have consistency Tell everyone, so what happened to that business? Have you sold that business now? Because I know you're very much uh, still in education, but in a different field now. Tell us a bit about um, that transition. Yeah, so I went through a major challenge. I think it was about 2017, I went through a major challenge in my business. And I realized that my my chief financial officer actually called me in and she said, "Um, I'm really sorry, but this month we can't make payroll. (laughs) <laughs> at this point at this point in my business journey I thought that I had made it you know I thought I had everything set I had a chief financial officer and I had an operations director a sales director and we were pretty much on the way to you know just like just having the business pretty much run itself until I got that call and wow. it was a major turning point for me because I realized that in the same way that I realized that when I didn't make it as a professional footballer for a very long time that no one else can be in control of your finances but you Mm. that's when I started to realize that up until that age from 17 to 27 I had been spending all of my time learning about business learning about sales learning about marketing but I spent almost zero time learning about the things that I was doing all of that for which was to be financially free right and that's (laughs) (laughs) and that's a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs face they spend all of their time learning about business but they don't actually understand the numbers behind what they're doing and how to be financially free. Because ultimately, everyone wants money in order to have options, have choices in life. You don't want to just have money and just be stuck in an office 12 hours a day. So I had to go away and learn that. And that's what's brought me to where I am today is talking about financial freedom, teaching people how to systemize and scale their business so that they can be financially free and so that they can actually have a business that works for them rather than a business that they work for. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you've been 
So you work with small business owners, helping them to actually, no, give us a breakdown. Cause I, I, I understand it's professionals, mm-hmm. it's entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Helping them yeah. to create the lifestyle they want. So jazz, listen, for those who want to be financially free, how does one become financially free? Yeah, sure. So three simple steps is one, you've got to know your investment ratio and pay attention to that. In other words, what percentage of your income are you investing every month? Two, you've got to know what your freedom number is. In other words, what's the numbers that you need in order to be financially free? And third, you've got to know what your net worth is right now so that you can discover the gap between your net worth right now and the freedom number of where you want to get to. Right, right. Okay, go back to number one. Number one is... So did you say which vehicle? What? Yeah, so number number one is what's your investment ratio? So what percentage of your income are you investing every single month? So okay. a, lot, a lot of people pay attention to how much money they're making, but they don't pay attention to how much money they're investing. Right, right. You see, when, you have, when you have a good investment ratio, then it makes it an accelerated journey then for you to become financially free. A lot of people think that building wealth is just about how much money you make, whereas in reality, it's about how much money you maintain. The higher the percentage that you can invest, the faster you're going to get to financial freedom, and then the more options, choices, and opportunities you're going to have. Fantastic. And number two was knowing your magic number, your financial freedom number, which a lot of people do not know. They have no idea what number it is they need to hit cover all their expenses and never have to work again so do you have a a way of helping people calculate that or is that an easy thing or is that something they yeah so different between financial independence and financial freedom financial independence is having enough just to cover your expenses and what i empower people to do is to to become financially free which means that they want to write down all of the expenses based upon their idealistic lifestyle. What are they going to spend on rent, mortgage, uh, cars, uh, transportation, food, etc.? What are they going to spend per month? And then once you have that number, whether it be 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 a month, whatever it is, then you've got to be able to multiply that number by 25, take your annual expenses, multiply it by 25, and that becomes your freedom number. Fantastic. Well, obviously, you've got a formula to this. People need to spend time with you to really get to grips with that. And the third thing was um, your net worth. Where are you right now and where is it you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So say a little bit about that. Yeah, so a lot of people don't track, don't understand, don't know their net worth. I was in this position years ago. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know like, like how much I was worth. I didn't. I just thought it was just something that you just see on, on the news for celebrities and A-listers where actually everybody has a net worth. And yeah. it's very much important to pay attention to that because it determines where you are financially so that then you can start to make more powerful and positive decisions about where you want to be and how quickly you can get there. You know, Jazz talks about something that's very, very important. And if you're a small business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you must know what your net worth is right now. There was a time in my life where my net worth, when I calculated it, I was minus $100,000. and this minus not plus not i mean now it's in multiple millions and i'm I'm very happy about that but it was a time when i realized what my net worth was and i realized i've got to change this once i knew exactly what you're talking about and then i went through finding various vehicles that will help me to change my situation but you need to know that is it 10 pounds is it 100 dollars? is it 200,000? what is it once you know that and especially you know people who say i want to be a millionaire so what does that mean, 
right? What does that mean? I want to be a millionaire. So does that mean I've got a network of, of a million? Does that mean my net assets minus my liabilities is now I'm there? Or does it mean I've got a million pounds sitting in the bank account? Or is it means, or does it mean for some people, it means they, they, they think this way, that I have just been taxed a million. That means, huh, if I'm being taxed a million, I've got to pay that. That means I'm, I'm, I'm making some serious money. What does that mean for you? When people say, I want to be a, mil a millionaire, how do you measure, how does one measure that in your, in your, um, in your books? Yeah, firstly, it's a lot easier than a lot of people think. And secondly, it's about understanding your numbers. And it's about, if you want to become a millionaire, then technically, it's simply having your assets minus your liabilities above a million pounds. Mm -hmm. Right. And for for many instances, if you track and pay attention to your investment ratio, you start investing in property and things like that, then it becomes fairly easy to generate seven, eight properties. And then that can that can become the starting point of your millionaire status, because potentially now you've got assets that are worth over a million pounds. And when you take that away from the debt that you owe on the properties, it's one of the easiest way to make sure that you become a millionaire fairly quickly. Um, and then start to scale your scale your income and your opportunities from there. Awesome, awesome. I, we share the same thoughts. Now, let me say this. It all sounds simple enough, right? Mm. And it, 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 you don't... So if it's so simple and it sounds simple, why aren't more people rich or wealthy or financially free? What would you say that boils down to? Yeah, the biggest the biggest flaw is the way that people have been educated. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your 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 financial blueprint is set and seeded from the age of eight. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're told about money and about financial success up until the age of eight tends to be most people's blueprint. And most people never break the blueprint. That's the biggest problem because they they feel like, oh, this is who I am, but this is how I've always been. This is how I'll always be. And they just think that whole life operates that way. And I I don't know if you remember, I did a circle on on, on Instagram on a, on, a, on a post and I said that, look, there's things that you know, there's things that you know that you don't know, and there's things that you don't know that you don't know. And it's the exploration of the I don't know what I don't know is what makes people financially successful. It's being curious about life. It's being curious about wealth. It's being curious about financial freedom and financial success. And most people have such a such a daunting blueprint about money that they will never be curious enough or they just don't tend to be curious enough in order to learn about wealth and learn about money um, until they potentially have a financial calamity. So. Here's a so here's a little statistic to back that up, right? If you look at all of the movies, entrepreneurs, business owners, business professionals kill more people in movies than any other profession on the planet. Say it again. Entrepreneurs and business owners kill more people in movies than any other profession on the planet. Tell me about that. Where, where are you going with that? I heard you first time. I thought, okay, I'm trying to think of some movies. I know they paint they 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 paint the bad pictures of them, but go ahead. Yeah, so you look at films like Boiler Room, you look uh -huh. at films, you look at films like Paid in Full. All of these are like whilst they're like great entertainment, right? What happens is people get a negative association with money 
because they've seen all of these negative, they've seen all of these wealthy people do bad things. If you right. watch even like, a, like I love Tyler Perry, right? But if you love, if you watch these kind of movies, they always yeah. paint the, the bus driver as the really nice, holistic, yeah. homely guy. The yeah. wealthy man yeah. is the one that never sees his or her family and yeah. never is around, ends up doing some mad, crazy stuff that nobody really wants to do. And people have a negative imprint about money. And when I when I hit my mid-20s and I started to realize that I had a negative imprint about money, I realized, oh my goodness, I've got to change this. This is the reason that I'm not scaling further than I know that I can scale because I have some negative association about money that are tangled somewhere in my subconscious. And I had a belief system that told me that if you make a lot of money, then you won't have enough time to spend with your family. Right, absolutely. And, and some people have the 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 other programming the other conditioning you said you know by the age of eight it's already conditioned that um and where does our conditioning come from so often in terms of what you're saying yes it comes from movies it comes from entertainment it also comes from parents guardians grandparents aunties nephews it also comes from what church leaders comes from places of worship right it also comes from newspapers magazines so so i hear you on that and so what you're saying is what stops people is their conditioning, their programming. And if you don't take care of that, that kind of programming will stay with you for the rest of your life. And in your case, in your, in your 20s, you realize you had those conditioning. In my 20s, into my late 30s, into, into, sorry, into my early 30s is when I realized I had some negative programming around money and wealth. And it was so I so. When I realized that, same like you, through going to um, uh, programs and workshops and seminars and reading books, I was able to change that. Mm. How can one start changing their negative programming that will keep them stuck mm-hmm. to changing it to a place where they can now have financial freedom and abundance? Mm, you've got to be you got to be curious. You've got to learn from everybody. You've got to start learning from millionaires. I started studying. I started studying the reason why. Jewish people are 1% of the world's population, yet they own 25% of the world's wealth. Mm. Now, why is that? So I started to go to doctrines. I started to read loads of books about uh, Jewish fables, about money, etc. Because, look, why is this cohort of people so financially successful? And one of the things that I discovered is because it's in their blueprint. Right. In other words, it's very much at the forefront of their religious guides, their doctrines, their practices, and they teach their children about money from mm. a very, very young age. And it's very much a a formalized and regular practice within the culture. So if you can take that insight and start to in, in start to deploy positive associations about money and start to teach your children about money from a very young age, then actually uh, financial success becomes much more simple. And you can start to reprogram your mind, reprogram your thinking about money by one of the first tips that I'll give to people is, look, start to think about and write down where all of your money associations come from. What what did you learn about money growing up? Oh, money doesn't grow on trees, and you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you can um, you know, um, you know, you hear these statements, right? Like, oh, they're filthy rich, right? Yeah, yeah. So then you have negative associations like filthy and rich. Oh, I don't want to be filthy rich, right? So mm. you have all of these negative associations around money, and then once you understand where all of these negative associations come from, then ask yourself the question: Were these people financially successful? Right. And the answer is by these people where I want to be. And 99% of the time, the answer is no, 
Mm-hmm. So then you start to find yourself around people who are financially successful, who are where you want to be in life, and then start to learn from them. And you will start to pick up naturally. I know a lot of people talk about this, right? It's like the people that you hang around with will start to determine your financial success. I started to hang around with millionaires and I started to hang around with millionaires that were younger than me. How did I get around millionaires? As a lot of people ask, well, I started to go to self-development programs and I found that's where a lot of the millionaires were. (laughs) And you start to develop relationships with these people and find out, wow, you've got all of this amazing trappings of success. And you start to realize that, I started to realize that, ah, it's not that they're smarter than me. It's not that they had a wealthy family, like, you know, was like the original thought in my mind when I see people driving around in Bentleys, having nice big houses at the age of 29, etc. But, oh, you had mentorship. You had training way earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. Got it. So now I've got to get myself in an environment where I'm constantly training my mind and constantly educating myself about wealth and success so that I can accelerate my journey to get there too. Thank you. Spot on, spot on. And where you just said is that you said, because I was going to ask you a question about how does one educate themselves to be financially free? And you said for you is about environment. It's about learning. It's about being curious. And so that for me, I call that experiential education. And then on the other side, we know, and you hinted on this earlier on, about academic education, you know, the traditional school route. What is the problem with the traditional form of education for those people who want to be financially free or or wealthy? What is the problem with that way of educating? Yeah, well, school teaches you the opposite of what you need oftentimes in order to be successful. School will teach you to sit down, stay silent, don't speak until spoken to. And that becomes your blueprint. So you go into a room full of business professionals and people who are financially successful and you go, oh, well, I'm shy. I've just been I've just been told I've just been dragged here by a friend. I'm not going to speak to anybody, for example. So people stay in that limitation because that's what's been indoctrinated to them and for them by the school system. But people have to understand that whilst the school system has its benefits, it is not designed to make you financially successful. Spot on. There you go. You you heard it from the man, Jazz Rose himself. The school system, the education system, the academic system is not designed to help you to become financially successful or wealthy. It's actually designed for you to be a slave to the system. They want you to be exactly where they want you. In other words, you're going to follow their system. And at the age of five, and I've been teaching people this for years, at the age of five, you subscribe we, most people, subscribe to that system. In other words, you get into nursery or kindergarten or, or, or school, whatever it is, and you will work through that system until the age of what? 60, 65, 67 in the UK. Mm-hmm. Pop that system that says, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to go to university, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to do what I'm, I'm told. And many people are now realizing that that system is not for them and they want that freedom. That <laughs> absolutely broken and that system comes from bismarck germany prussia where they actually wanted to create they wanted to create ro- yeah human robots if you like in other words you will come into this room you'll sit in these rows you will do what we say you'll come in at this time and you'll leave at this time and it's like a factory system let's churn them out get them ready for the industrial age where they can start doing what we want 
And mm-hmm. people, people, be awake. Listen to what Jazz is saying. Because if you want financial freedom, that's not going to get you there. You know, Jazz, I was speaking to someone even yesterday. They said, um, you know, they work in corporate, and, but they, they, they want to be financially successful. And they have a bachelor's degree already, right? And I'm saying to them, start a business. And he's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm going to go and do my MBA. I said, you've been working for this company for 10 years. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my MBA. And I'm thinking, why don't you, instead of two years doing your MBA, two, two years starting your business, learning, and actually creating something. Well, any thoughts on that? I, I don't know if you're on the same train as me or what. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you there, Mac. Like, you know, I've taught so many people to, to go from a corporate role in order to take the skills that they have in their corporate role, utilize it in a different way, in a different environment, in order to create even more financial success. And that becomes, for many people, a very easy and simplistic way for them to create a business at scale and create a business that they love and a business that works for them. Because, look, here's the, here's the truth of the matter. People are typically using dozens and dozens of skills inside their job, inside their corporate role every single day. Mm. But because they're so used to it and because they're so programmed into it, they don't even realize that they're skills. They don't even realize that they have creativity. They don't even realize that they're the person that is always resolving conflict. And maybe that's a skill that they can utilize. They don't even realize that they have fantastic communication and they're the person that keeps the meetings going, for example. And that's a skill that they can go and train other corporate companies in order to deliver upon even more successfully. You see, all of these are skill sets that people can utilize, put them in a different environment so that they can they can easily start to create a scalable business. And it's not about, oh my goodness, I'm going to quit my, quit my job tomorrow and I'm going to start this business and put everything in. That's one way of doing it, but a, a much more sustainable way and safe way for most people to do it is actually, you know, start taking some of those skills, start positioning them into the marketplace and create that training program, create that opportunity potentially in the evenings or on the weekends, let it scale, generate some money from it, and I can assure you, for many people, if they start doing that for three to six months, they'll soon find that they're making far much more money working part-time for themselves if they do it correctly than they're doing every single every single day of their job. And then once you've doubled your income from what you're making in your job, it's a surefire indication that you can now leave your jobs fairly safely and go on to scale that business. There you go. There you go. And, and, and so that brings us on the subject of value. Because what actually speaking there, what I'm hearing is like, Look, you're working for your boss eight, nine, eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, right? And they're paying you whatever it is, 50,000, 60,000, even 100,000. So what Jazz is saying, if you take that same skill set, mm. you place it in the marketplace, mm. that, that has a lot of value. And if you position it the right way, instead of 100,000 a year or 50,000 a year, that is now 200,000 a year, 250,000 a year, 500,000 a year, a million year, a, a million year plus because of that skill set and because of entrepreneurship, because of business, all right? Yeah. I, taught this girl, I taught this young girl called Hazelia and she was working in a nine to five earning 32,000 pounds a year. And she was a compliance manager. And one of the things that I talk about in my training is about how to systemize the the business. And for her, she took that and she started to systemize what they were doing in the company because you know what it's like in a corporate company. Thousands of employees takes loads of time to enroll people and onboard them, et cetera. And there's loads of complications. So she then presented a successful system to her boss. Over time, she got a double her income uh, from her job and she was able to get promoted, et cetera. And then she thought, hang on. 
I've been promoted in this job and I'm, I've implemented this fantastic system, which is making my company hundreds of thousands of pounds. Why don't I do this for myself? And then then in lockdown, she started a recruitment business with her husband. And now she's generated over 1.6 million pounds from that recruitment business. In two years. In less than two years. And you can do the same. You know, I love what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. What stops people, apart from programming, what stops people actually, you know, hitting the accelerator and say, yes, I want to do this. And I know it's the thing is fear. Mm. The big thing is fear because they get themselves into a, a comfortable situation where now they rely on security. I've got mm. this position, I'm secure, mm. but they still have these dreams, this aspiration of a different lifestyle. Mm. And so what, what, what have you got to say about that fear and actually going for your dreams? Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to take action. And, you know, one of the safest and simplest ways to think about it is if you go back to what we were talking about earlier, Mac, about having your investment ratio, if you've got a good sum of money behind you, say you've been investing a percentage of your income, say you've been investing 20, 25% of your income for a year or two years, now you've got a financial cushion that actually, if anything were to happen, it frees up your mentality to go, actually, let me step into this business. Actually, if I get fired tomorrow, it doesn't matter. I've got mm-hmm. X set aside and you start to then think more creatively whereas if you're living paycheck to paycheck then you have a problem because the only focus that your mind can mentally focus on is making sure that you have enough in order to cover food and gas right 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 when you start to invest and start to take a percentage of your income invest it in the stock market invest it into property portfolios etc then you start to realize actually worst case scenario i've got two grand coming in from property anyway so I'm good. Let me just start this business. Let me scale it. And I've got a financial cushion. Worst case scenario, I ain't falling flat on my face. And worst case scenario, my bills are covered. Now you're in this position. Now everything else becomes easy. That decision making, oh, I'm going to go and scale that business. Oh, I'm going to go and take that opportunity. I'm going to go and try it. Then it becomes a lot more easy for people to do that and for people to move. Hey, you're listening to Jazz Rose. Jazz, who, for those who want, who loving what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense. How do they connect with you? What's the best way for people to learn from you, connect with you, reach out to you? Yeah, perfect. Instagram at Mr. Jazz Rose and YouTube is the same. Mr. Jazz Rose, financial freedom. Find me there. Stay connected. And um, and yeah, let's communicate. Absolutely. Reach out to him, especially if you're looking for financial freedom. You, you need support. Jazz talked earlier on about mentorship, about being in the right, right environment the right community, because it, it makes a big, big difference. So Jazz, I want to say thank you for jumping onto the Business and Wealth Show with us, sharing so many golden nuggets with us. Hey, make some comments here. Uh, give us some thumbs up, give some likes, uh, subscribe or follow, depending on which channel you're on right now. And tell us what you learned from this and what difference is it going to make to you. And also reach, reach out to Mr. Jazz Rose, at Mr. Jazz Rose. On, on, did you say YouTube and Instagram, right? Correct, yeah. You got it, you got it. So Jazz, thank you. Any last words before we um, end our, our, our show today? Yeah, all I would say to people is, look, abundance is your birthright. And if you don't come from a wealthy family, then make sure that a wealthy family comes from you. Oh, my word. I love that. I love that. Abundance is your birthright. I love that. On that note, Thank you for watching. Until we catch up again, take care. God bless. Much love. Bye for now.